Episode 60, Broken Hearts. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, home of the Seven Days of Sex Challenge, featuring your hosts, the authors of the groundbreaking new book, Stripped Down, Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And, and I'm laughing because Tony, as we're, the intro is coming on, the music, he like starts doing these little, I don't know, stretching moves, getting himself all psyched up for tonight's episode. Getting warmed up. Getting warmed up. So it you know, brings a smile to my face. Welcome back, you guys, and happy belated Valentine's Day, because this won't go up until February 15th. Um, we're actually recording on February 13th. We hope all of you had a good one, whatever day you celebrated it on. Some of you, I think Trisha or Trish Sams mm-hmm. is celebrating it on Tuesday. So yes. have a good time, you guys. I know their plans got thwarted. She had mentioned that. She's not the only one, but we'll get into that. We'll get into <laughs> that one here shortly. Okay. So who, I refreshed my memory. Who told me about a fish called Wanda? Was that Trish? Trish. Okay. So we... We did watch A Fish Called Wanda on Friday night, and I have to say, brought back all of these college memories. I mean, I was just sitting there, especially the whole scene where, you know, he's like, don't call me, Kevin Klein says, don't call me stupid. And Jamie Lee Curtis looks at him and is like, oh yeah, to call you stupid would be an insult to all the stupid people. I do not know how many <laughs> times we repeated that line in college. Like, I, I just have all these memories of that, that particular scene. Were, were you getting hot, though, when Kevin Klein would talk in his numerous um no 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 because it was funny like the whole you know mozzarella (laughs) (laughs) veal parmigiana and then when the one dude started speaking in like russian Russian. yeah yeah dostoyevsky yeah that was good It, it was funny you know and it just reminded me what a weird movie that was so if you haven't seen a fish called wanda and you have anything for uh for languages, it's a good funny movie to you know borrow from the library or rent and and just it's funny it's the the dogs and you know the guy with the stutter and how the guy you know, with the stutter yeah you know just all of it so thank you Trish it was a, it was good it was a fun movie to sit down and watch and it's been quite a week has been quite a week we've had a lot going on and um, we celebrated our Valentine's on Friday night. Yeah, but we'll get that at the end of the week. Yeah, but I'm just telling everybody oh, okay. that's when that's when we did do yeah. it. Because yeah. for for us, and if you've listened to us long enough, and and actually last year I wrote a post. This is actually when we like posted, like actually blogged. And Elise and I just found out over time that we tend to, for one anyways, we just tend to like talking more than blogging. Mm-hmm. And so that's where our voice is um, when it comes to one. But you know, I put a post up there last year on Valentine's Day just sort of saying, you know, Valentine's Day to me is a hallmark holiday. It's something that's been contrived by our society to to make this one day so special when really we should be looking at our marriages and our and our spouses every day and loving on them every day. Well, and, that's exactly what Samantha said in her right. in her comment this week and Right. But I mean, but what I wanted to say though is Elise and I still make it make it out during that Valentine's Day sort of weekend or whenever it's around. We don't go on the day of because we just don't like dealing with the crowds and the exorbitant prices they put out there. I mean, seriously, when your meal doubles in price <laughs> just because it's places. a particular day of yeah. the year or, you know, those of you that like to give flowers, um, it's a bit ridiculous to pay three to four times as much for a bouquet of flowers on one day of the year yeah. as it is the rest of the days of the year. So we just, you know, we, we still do something mm-hmm. we always have and it, it just, it's not on that day. So that that's just us. For those of you who do just love it on that day, by all means, go for it. That's right. I mean, whatever works for you. It's just, this is what over the last 14 years of marriage, um, has evolved for us. Yeah. So, so yeah, date night. Um, you spent a couple of days this week up with cycling camp San Diego. Yeah. I took two days off of work. Well, one day I actually ended up finishing the ride and rolling back down to get a job, mm-hmm. which was fun. But, uh, I got my level three USA cycling 
coaching certificate and I'm just learning more about it. And one of the guys I know here in San Diego runs a great camp. It's been on for six years now, cycling camp, San Diego. And, um, I had the opportunity to go out there and ride with them for two days. One day was uh Wednesday was a recovery day, just out to the coast and back and just blessed with amazing weather. Just, Oh my goodness. Just, it was in the seventies easily, just fantastic. And uh, the second day was a much, much tougher day with 85 miles and 8,500 feet of climbing, which to those of you who don't do biking a lot, that's a lot of climbing. When you're doing about 1,000 feet for every 10 miles, that's big time. So, uh, and that was windy, but gosh, got to go see some really cool places, just new places that I hadn't been to and just getting to work with a bunch of people and talk to them and share my knowledge with them was, was really fun. Yeah, and that was good that it was able to work out. And, you know, that was another thing that you guys hear us talk about our schedules a lot. And we just, you know, planned it on weeks that it was going to work. And he's actually two, you're doing it again two weeks? Mm hmm. Yeah, weeks. two weeks. I'll, I'll go again. I don't know which days I'm going just yet. Yeah, but, say, you know, it's one of those things where as Tony, you know, moves more into cycling um, and the marriage and, you know, that type of bringing those passions to the forefront, um, it's great that he has this network of cycling friends that he's able to explore that with. Yeah. And, um, it's rock. cool. I mean, any of you out there who have a passion to do something, I mean, start exploring it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, honestly, I, I will tell you, I was, I was going to take the level three cycling course, uh, the test. I think it was, what year are we in? 11? We're in 2011. It was in 2007. Because when I thought, started, started thinking about it again, I pulled out the manual and it was a 2007 manual. Really? Yes. So talk about slacking on my part. You know, 2007, I talked about it because I was all, you know, this is what I want to be doing. I should be moving into this. And then things came about and lo and behold, it's 2010 when I ordered the new manual for the current test. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I got to get it done. And it really did. I mean, finally, I just, I'd read through most of it. It's an open book test. Um, but I read through most of it. And finally, one Saturday or Sunday, the kids were out playing. I had time and I just, I just got online and just did it. Yeah. And it, it you know, I'm, I'm happy I finally did. Well, and I don't know that I would say it was so much slacking. I mean, a lot of, you know, whether, whatever we're pursuing, a lot of it's timing and you know, where you were three and a half years ago, three years ago, you know, 2007 to 2010 to where you were last year, when you pick that up again, you're just in a different phase of life. You know, in 2007, you know, <coughs> you're right there. I think it must've been that almond brownie. Mm. Um, you know, in 2007, we were at a different place with the dent dude and, and with what your focus, your focus, even though you knew you wanted to get more into cycling, you really hadn't made that mental shift. Yeah. Whereas now with, with building fit marriage and doing all of that, the last, you know, six months, you've experienced that mental shift. So to pick it up now and say, okay, I, I need to do this. Right. It's not slacking. It's just life is, you're in a different position, mm -hmm. I think. Um, yeah, new, new relationships that I have. Um, so yeah, I mean, th where I'm going with that is if, if you do have a passion, uh, you know, start pursuing it, see what happens with it. Um, I'll tell you one thing quickly. Don't plan on monetizing it too, too quick and don't make that your sole purpose. Cause I'll tell you, uh, from experience, sometimes that can be a, a, a huge letdown and, um, can drive you away from it. So I, I would say get into it and develop it, but realize that it takes time. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I, I have to remind myself time and time again, when I started the dent dude, I had already been doing dent repair for six years at that time. And I had been truly lucky at what position I was in here in San Diego when I decided to break free of the company that was tanking. So I already had some connections set up. So, I mean, I was already, you know, eight steps going, you know, just, I was already running. Well, yeah. I mean, you walked into accounts. 
Yeah, and then I also had my old company that I had left called Dentology. Um, they had a contract down here, but they had nobody to fulfill it. So I subcontracted for them, and that kept us floating, cash flow rolling as I was building up my retail business mm-hmm. and other 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 accounts. Other accounts. So um, I always got to remind myself. I mean, those first years of of the dent dude were tough. Obviously, just having been self employed. Um, we're going on eight years now, which is praise God. Really? No, seven, seven, seven years, seven. Cause it was, it was, Alex was one. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was still praise God. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I, but I was just, I was <laughs> trying to think cause we've been in Pow- Poway almost eight, eight years. years. Yeah. Oh gosh. So this month. Yeah. Woo. So, um, y- you know, just realize that. And I- I'm just telling you from my own experience, having started and Elise and I doing one, and this has turned, we love our book. Uh, we don't push it as much as we should or could. Um, you know, we could be speaking more. We, sh- we could possibly be doing other stuff. We just have decided with where our kids are at. It's hard for us to be doing more with both of us trying to run things. And we just, cho- we're just choosing not to. So, but you can still purchase, purchase our book. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still up and willing to entertain speaking engagements if you're interested. Obviously, with Fit Marriage, there's a lot more going on. The passion for the fitness side of life and helping you guys get more sexually intimate is really cool for me. I, I sort of like those two things. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, Fit Marriage, even though that's really something that you and Dustin, I mean, that's your baby with Dustin. Um, you know, it's been fun because you've been able to bring me into that. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, and, and we totally. It's for those of you that haven't seen the, um, apple cinnamon oatmeal we'll have to put the link up for that i had right forgot about that that one i have to full disclosure that was right after we'd run the monster dash as a family in the rain and i come home and put on my jammies because it's freezing cold and wet and that's when he decides that this would be a great time to videotape um so that one just giving you a heads up i do not look my best in that video but we did it again this week with another recipe and it was it was very funny because you know what though that that darn recipe there i know what like 500 views the apple cinnamon yeah 690 views okay good grief you know it's it just makes it i think people want to see me you know just like in the pajama thing i I don't necessarily know it's the Um, oatmeal um i don't know but i'm just saying that's that's what you got but it, it, that's fun for me because we do invite people into our kitchen. You know, it's kind of yeah. like we invite you guys into, you know, essentially our intimate conversations here on life and intimacy and whatnot. And with Fit Marriage, I get the opportunity to be a part of that um, because we eat home a lot. I mean, I mm-hmm. would say 90, per, 90, 95% of the time we are eating stuff right out of our kitchen. Yeah. And I'm very conscious of what we eat and what I'm feeding the kids. And so, you know, Tony's like, okay, well we need to put this recipe up on fit marriage. And so, um, and and we'll say truthfully, it it still takes planning to make all this happen. It doesn't just, Oh yeah. I mean, it just doesn't happen. I mean, sometimes I got to ask Elisa numerous times when is a good time for her to video. Well, exactly. Because like we had a situation this week with me. Well, yes because I have precious few hours when both children are at school Mm -hmm. and the immediate section of that after I drop off kids is for my workout. There's that physical recreational intimacy right there. And so that puts us to nine o'clock and then you're trying to get out the door, but you want to videotape and we also had a recipe. I don't don't think there's a tape. We we video. 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 (laughs) And and actually check out the chicken one, the the crock pot chicken because Abby, our our youngest, makes her... (laughs) She makes a cameo at the end. Her fit marriage cameo. But it is one of those things where, you know, he's laughing at me this week because we decide that we're going to do it before he goes to cycling camp one day. Wednesday. Which means he's getting out of the house early. We've got to get the kids out of the house early and we don't want the kids around or not around, but we don't want the kids awake when we're trying to put this together in the morning. The yes, because they do like making cameo appearances. And so we're up at, I don't know what six. Yeah. Okay. And so I actually put on makeup to do this video. Cause after the oatmeal, apple oatmeal, cinnamon, or apple cinnamon oatmeal, um, I was not going to go on camera without makeup. And so I come out of the bathroom and he's like, 
oh, what are you doing? You like your face. What's up? And I said, <laughs> we're making the chicken roll the camera. This is what we're doing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we had fun that morning putting that together at six. Fortunately for all of you busy families out there, it is a very quick recipe. If you do have a crock pot and you don't use it, shame on you. Um, this crock pot recipe will save you lots and lots of dinners cause you can mix it up and do anything with that. So yeah, we've got the link to that, um, in the show notes and, and that kind of brings us to Friday, which yeah. was our, um, Valentine's day. And those of you that saw my Facebook post that day, um, you know, I'd posted that we were going out to dinner at Outback and then I had a surprise for Tony after and Tony calls me at four thirty, four forty. So for my week, I was gone Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. I did a, a real quick job Wednesday, Thursday. I was gone all day. Um, and then Friday just blew up and I, I just ended up doing a huge amount of work. Um, I was figuring I'd be home by five, maybe earlier. Um, and it ended up that my last job didn't get done till about four thirty, four forty five. Well, I'm driving up I-15 headed home and I'm seeing the, the freeway signs. We have those electrical signs. I'll sort of tell you, you know, how long it'll take to get to point A from, from where you are to point B. Well, it says detour I-15 closed. And I'm thinking, oh no, this isn't good (laughs) because if I-15 is closed, that is one of our main arteries. (laughs) north and south and on a friday afternoon this isn't going to be fun yeah because everybody's heading north because and if it's most people are heading north right so and then another sign i I was driving a little more another sign said it's it's um closed down at bernardo center which is north of where we live but again you got to understand for those of you who have never been to San Diego or Southern California, our, our freeways are like six to eight lanes wide. And on a Friday afternoon, that sucker is a parking lot sometimes. And that's without a, the freeway, you know, freeway being closed. So <clears throat> I'm talking to Lisa and I'm going, okay, let me see if I can get off here. Um, you know, I'll, I'll try to skirt around. I was able to skirt it around. Um, dealt with some traffic issues because everybody's trying to figure out how they're going to get around. Um, do a quick shower, do a quick change, and we're we're dropping off the kids. We have the kids dropped off at 5.30, and I'm thinking, okay, because I haven't told him yet what we're doing. But I'm thinking, okay, if the kids are dropped off at 5.30, dinner is about seven minutes away from where, the, where the kids were getting dropped off. And we pull out onto one of the other roads you're right by the sitters yeah. and it's a parking lot. Right. So by this time I'd come home and everything done all our stuff. But by this time, everybody who's trying to go northbound has been pushed off the freeway. So all of all the, the roads, roads, all the main arteries are just packed, jam packed. And what should have taken us from the sitters to where we were going to Outback should have taken us more than five minutes ends up taking us about 20 and even there we, we finally were able to get over and, and shoot around. Right. Take another little side street, another little side street. So we get there. Finally, we're about our reservation was for five thirty. We got there at like five forty five, five fifty. Five forty five, five fifty. So we get in there. We'd actually called on the way saying, Hey, we're, we're delayed because of all this stuff that's happening. And they go, okay, yes, we'll, we'll seat you here shortly. Here's your pager. And so we're sitting there, we're sitting there, and no pager. And so I go up, and I'm like, "Do you have any?" No, no, no not not no pager. We had the pager. Well, no, no alert, no notification. Right. And I finally went up and said, "You know, we've got um, a reservation at seven for you know the next part of our evening. Are we going to be able to get in?" He's like, "Well, we've been paging you." And I said, um, "No." No. And so he's like, oh, well, let me know. He goes, I, I see our notes here. We've paged you a few times. Have you been outside? Have you? I said, no, I've been sitting 10 feet away from you. And the thing that sort of irked me there was like when they were calling other people's names. They were calling names. other people's names. Exactly. So that why was, didn't they call your name? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. 
And so he like types in the little number for the pager and he's like, oh, I think we found the problem. Your oh. pager doesn't work. Oh, thanks. Fantastic. So we that's, sit down. That's great. We sit down. We tell our waiter. They did, they did give us a free blooming onion or whatever. Which, of course, because we're so calorie conscious, we looked at the calorie. It's not con- that we're calorie conscious. It's just how much is in there. Okay. Well, two people, 1,500 calories for an appetizer. Is, yes, I understand. But it's not like we're calorie conscious. We don't like count calories. Uh, no, but we do look at it when we go out to eat. It is well, it be, is more of a consideration when we're out. Like, I don't even think about calories when we're at home, but I do look at that as part of the nutritional information when we're out. Well, yeah, because you got to look at everything else that is included. Right. Yes. Okay. So we finally sit down, tell the server, look, here's here's the deal. We've got reservations at seven. Can we get in and out? Here's what we want to order. We get our food. It's a rush dinner. Yeah. Because we were, what had happened was I had, purchased tickets for us to go see Fiddler on the Roof. Um, the local high school who has a phenomenal arts program um, has been doing Fiddler on the Roof this weekend and last weekend. And I was like, oh, this would be perfect. It's close. It's in the budget. It'll be a great date night. And here we are flying through our meal, not really enjoying it, not really talking because we're in such a hurry that it's like, okay, just eat and let's go. Um, so we eat, we use our gift card to pay for our meal. Yay. We get out the door. In and the how car. do we get those gift cards? Tony is a level four donor with the San Diego blood bank. <laughs> and so with all of the, almost two gallons, two gallons, more than two gallons. No, no, I'm almost at two gallons. Almost two gallons of blood that he has donated over the last couple of years. He has earned points that were redeemed, redeemable for gift cards and whatnot. And so we got Outback gift cards. So date night was free, um, except for the tip. And uh, so we get back in the car to head back down one of those clogged roads and turns out that now it's clogged in both directions. Oh my goodness. It's just, so we're trying to approach And, and the, the thing is we're trying to go to the high school and it, and it goes from, it, it, it just goes into a single lane and, yeah. it, and it's just, it's stopped a mile before the left hand turn to the so single we were, lane. So we were four miles from the performing arts center, which is right next to the high school and the traffic was stopped. And so he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I got to say at this point in time, I was, I was a little just out of it and out of sorts. Cause I was just like, are you kidding me? Really? We're going to spend, uh, we're not going to get there. It, it's bad enough. We spent all this time on the freeway. We've rushed through our meal, which we should have just sat there and just uh, in hindsight, we should have just sat there and ate our meal and just said, screw the, the show but we didn't know that we didn't because when we were heading in to the restaurant well traffic, we didn't well we didn't look that far <laughs> i don't think we turned and had looked no but when back. we came down from Tierra bonita the traffic was not bad oh that's true yeah i yeah, mean we did right. we did go through a portion of that and it wasn't yeah. nearly as bad as it was so yeah so you we know got, so he's like what do you think and i go you know what, let's just go home we've got a fish called wanda we'll we'll just you know try and salvage this i thought <laughs> And I'm thinking, good, I'm going to just go home. I'm going to go to sleep on the couch. <laughs> I'm bummed. Because if there's one thing that I enjoy and Elisa enjoys, we love plays. We love musicals. Uh, we don't get to go do them often. Um, it was because, just very disappointing. Yeah. And to me, it was it was very disappointing. So we we, we watched A Fish Called Wanda, which which was great. I mean, the, the movie is hilarious. And there's all, there's all this sort of twist and turns that are happening. Um, gosh, I, I just think it's funny. It, and it's just, it's a hard movie to describe. So if you haven't seen it, I, I, it's, it's flashback worth, to 1988 and it's just interesting to see like how movies have come. Yeah. The, just the costumes. Yeah. It's so, the so, we, so we went to, so we did that, watched the movie. Um, and then we still had some time. We still had some time. We were like, well, geez, we don't have to pick up the kids till 10, you know, let's, let's go make love. Let's go have fun. So we roll into the bedroom, light the candles, light the candles. we're chit chatting, we're, we're just, we're just getting comfortable and hanging out. And then I'll let you take it away from there, honey. I don't even know where to go from here. It went downhill fast, <laughs> very fast. Cause as you know, there have been the mouth issues for Tony involved with oral sex and that's what he wanted to do. And so I said, no, 
because emphatically no emphatically yes because i feel bad every time his mouth acts up because of me and that's what i said and so his feelings were hurt and my feelings were hurt because then he made the subsequent comment well this is just boring and then <laughs> that and that was wrong i was just i was just frustrated you were fr- i mean it was just nothing went right yeah nothing went right that right. night and, and and the boring comment came from the point of that we both enjoy oral sex right i enjoy doing it you enjoy receiving it and it's just been months where we cannot do it so the variety that happens has decreased substantially and that causes just i think a frustration. little frustration on my part more than yours yeah the boring comment though didn't help no so <laughs> so, so i jump out of bed i'm like well forget it he's like where are you going i'm like the mood is gone right. i just I, it's not there I got nothing. And he's like, fine, I'm going to go get the kids. Well, Tony never volunteers to go get the kids by himself. So I'm thinking I'm going to come with him. Well, I'm like getting my shoes on, putting on a sweatshirt. The next thing I know, the garage is opening and shutting. He has already like pulled out. And I'm, I, you know, and so then of course I open the garage. I'm like, how are you going to pay the sitter? Yeah, don't worry about that. It would be nice if you paid Deanna when you picked up our kids. And he's like, whatever. And so I give him the money and he goes off and, yeah, you know, comes back and it's just a very, very quiet night in the De Lorenzo household because we were both hurt. Yeah. And um, there really, at that point in time, there wasn't a lot to say. Y- yeah. Y- you uh, know what? We we really didn't talk it through that night. Um, honestly, I don't think either of us felt the need to. Personally, I wasn't in the mood to. Yeah, um, I, I, at that point in time, I'm with you. I, I think so many, in my mind, so many things had gone wrong. I just needed sleep. Starting with, at, you know. <laughs> at and that it, point, I was just like, Well, and it turned sleep. out that this whole, I mean, fortunately, nobody was seriously injured in the accident that caused the freeway to be shut down. But from the freeway being shut down at 345 because it was a jackknife um, FedEx truck, truck that rig. had leaked. I think they estimated a hundred gallons of diesel fuel across the highway. Um, from that point, we would have been better off just staying home and ordering, you know, we should have just made food at home, just stayed home, you know? And so it was like one of those things where I'm like, I don't even want to have the conversation and talk through this right now because it's not like we came off like this really great night. And then it was just this blip on the radar. It was just literally the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And I knew in my mind, if we tried to talk it out that night, it was just going to escalate into right. more hurt and more confusion because we were both just not in a good place. Mm-mm. So I let him stew on it all day Saturday. No, I, I mean, we did our, we did our things and separately. I think, I think separately. <laughs> and you know what? I, I got to say it was good because you cleaned the garage wonderfully. Like the, the garage, I mean, you just, you stewed on your stuff and you cleaned the garage <laughs> and it's all beautifully clean. I had wanted, I had been wanting to move or take know, out some of the plants. you took Abby to go shopping for flowers. I wanted to take out a couple of plants in my front yard that were just driving me nuts. So I pulled those out and then I took Abby and, and she and I went and picked out flowers for our front yard, got those put in and then. We're very productive when we're in a funk. And then afternoon time, Alex was out playing with his friends. Mm-hmm. Abby was watching a movie. Um, I did my workout. I needed done, a shower. And, and I needed to do a shower. And I needed to take my shower. So we ended up coming together then and, and talking. You know, I said, I'm sorry for my actions the, the, the night before. They were uncalled for, you know, and I explained myself. Um, took a shower and then we just. We did something we've never done before. That is, we didn't towel off. We jumped in bed, locked the door. And made love while Abby was watching a movie and our kid was at her friend's house. Yeah, we've never, like, I'm, I'm, because I'm hypersensitive to the fact that the kids might need something during the day. And so, you know, we get out of the shower and he's like, let's go make love. And I'm, I look at him and I'm like, is our door locked? And he's like, I don't know. I go, well, you make sure the door's locked and I'll be in bed. So. And no kidding, probably 
within a minute after us being just done and just, all right, do, do, do. Abby comes knocking on the door. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Hold on, Abby. We got to get some clothes on. So that worked so out and we, we can, salvaged the weekend. We could, we can laugh at it now, but I, I hope you guys more than anything learn that we all go through these phases and I think one thing that Elisa and I realized quickly was that we weren't gonna we weren't gonna be able to work through this Friday night. We just weren't in the place. And and I can remember years ago in our marriage where we tried to do this and it caused more friction, it caused more tension, and it caused more hurt and pain. Where I think over the years we've just have come to realize that you know, we love each other. Mm -hmm. We do. We go through these funks and we just needed some time to think about it because we were both having a tough time with it. It was, you know, neither of us planned on how we were going to come back together and talk about it on Saturday. We knew that it would happen though at some point in time. Right. So I, I want to say for those of you who, who do get into a tiff here and there sometimes you got to back off and not push and push and push because you may be just pushing as you're pushing to get answers and to get stuff resolved you're pushing your spouse away well and as you guys heard tony say last week you know and, and i had other comments this week from folks saying you know what there are times when we get stuck in that need to be right and I can guarantee you that if we had tried to discuss that Friday night after he brought the kids home from the sitters, there would have been two grown adults, both with the need to be right. Yeah. And by giving ourselves a little bit of time, and it wasn't that we went to bed angry. I think we went to bed more hurt because I know lots of you have that rule in your marriages that you you know, never go to bed angry. Right. Um, and, you know, for some, the delineation between angry and hurt may not you know that may not be a delineation for some it may be um you need to know what's going to work in your marriage i mean if i if i had any fear or concern that this was going to you know extend into the weekend that this was going to take over my weekend and that tony and i were not going to work through this sometime on saturday then yes we probably would have gotten into it and just dealt with the ramifications friday night but i know the two of us well enough to know that at some point in time on Saturday, we were going to be at a place where we could have this conversation. Right. And, and that's just the dynamic of our marriage. Um, and, and that's something that you have to keep in mind when you do have disagreements. You know, I, I called this episode broken hearts because it, it was a broken heart situation. Yeah. Friday night. You know, I'd planned, I mean, it was my month to plan. I'd plan this night. I, you know, I thought, okay, we've got dinner taken care of. You can plan next month too if you want. I, thanks. I, you know, being able to see the show, we actually knew one of the high schoolers that was performing in the show. And, um, you know, it was just one of those things where I'm like, oh, I got it all together. I'm like telling everybody I got all these plans. It's going to be great. And then to just have everything fall apart. And it's like, you know, what do you do? How do you, how do you get past that? You know, how do you heal from that? And we had a couple questions, um, a couple comments as we were posting on podcasting tonight and you know really dealing with emotional intimacy yeah and, and that's that's what our friday night dealt with mm-hmm. totally you, you know it once the physical intimacy wasn't going to be happening then it was like okay how do we deal with this this rift in the emotional intimacy mm. how do we you know one of the comments um on the page from beth said Maybe you could talk about developing emotional intimacy. I'll just say there isn't any in my marriage and leave it at that. Although my husband is a good man and I like him very much. Um, and Shanna had written, how about the introduction of a new baby into the family? Breastfeeding, sleep deprivation, covered in puke all the time. You get it. <laughs> Trying to find yes, the balance between wife that. and mother. And even though both of these women are talking about, you know, seemingly two very different things, it comes to that emotional intimacy with your spouse. It comes to what Tony and I were dealing with Friday night. How do you, in the midst of life swirling around you, you know, in Shannon's case, you know, brand new baby in the house, 
everybody's trying to find their place and in the middle of it like she said you're sleep deprived you're mm-hmm. covered in puke as the wife your body is no longer your own because you just things aren't where they were and you don't feel attractive and you've got this little bundle of joy who sometimes screams a lot and doesn't feel so much like a bundle of joy. Well, and they have a couple older kids too. You know, other children in the family and dad's readjusting to his role with another child. And, you know, in Beth's case, you know, she's got this sense that there isn't any emotional intimacy. And in both cases, you're, you're at a starting point. You know, how do you create that? How do you start those conversations? Mm hmm. To say, you know what, this isn't where I want to, you know, this isn't the end point. Right. When, when you sense there's a lack of emotional intimacy in your marriage, that's a beginning point. To say, you know what, okay, we're here, not the greatest spot in the world. Where are we going to go from here? You know, and one of the resources that we have available for you guys, and it'll be in the show notes as well, um, it's on the website, it's the 77 questions that we've talked about. I mean, we did an episode way, way early on um, about this, but these are conversation starters. These are things when, when you've hit that roadblock and it doesn't seem like you can get past it, you know, flip through the questions. There are questions on everything. Yeah. And there are a number of books out there even that you can, you can grab. Um, One of them, I think it's called 101 questions for couples, 201, 201 questions for couples. I think one of the biggest things is that we try to, uh, you, you know, when our, when our relationships are new, there's so much, there are so many questions we have because this person is so new and they're so interesting and we're just so in love with everything they do. And we want to know everything about them. And then like in mine and Elisa's case, 16 years later, um, you know, we're getting to the point where we've been together almost longer than when I met her, you know, yes. I, I mean, another six years, five, five. Oh, when I, was I was 21. 20. Yeah. And so I, I think what ends up happening too, during this time period is that it, it's the same old stuff. So we got to break it up. We got to figure out ways to break down the wall and talk about stuff. Sort of that deep down stuff that is happening in our lives that we wanted to know about. And we did talk about when we were new in our relationships. I've noticed it in mine and Elisa's marriage. I've noticed it in many other marriages. We become very superficial and it's sad. It is sad that we are so superficial with some of the, one of the closest people or the closest person will have in our life. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be willing to sit with your spouse and let them know what's happening. And then you got to take action and come up with a plan, some sort of plan that you can work on together. Maybe it is nightly. Maybe it's once a night you, you guys ask one question to each other and it's truthfully and honestly sharing. And that can be scary, especially if you've been married for a number of years and you haven't done this in a while because really you're opening yourself up again. Mm-hmm. But that is going to that is going to bring the emotional tie that you so are that you are longing for in your marriage. So yeah. I mean I often joke that you know when Tony and I met we met in the summer of 94 and you know spent that summer together because I was out at CU with my internship and then I went back to DePauw in Indiana um, in August so we were together you know eight to ten weeks Um, and so we really got to know each other over the phone Mm -hmm. I so wish we'd had cell phones back then it would have saved me a lot of debt but yeah we talked we talked hours daily Mm-hmm. And there have been times in our marriage where I'm like, gosh, I wonder if like we went into two different rooms with the phone and just talked like we used to talk on the phone. Because there would be times where I'm like, so tell me about your day. And I wouldn't do anything else 
but listen to how his day went. Right. Or what's going on? Like, I, okay. I think watching a fish called Wanda is bringing back all these college flashbacks. But when I was in college, ER was like one of the big shows that everybody watched. And, um, I remember there was one episode where pregnant woman, um, they're having to make the decision in the operating room if they're going to save the mom, or if they're going to save the baby, big controversy after the show, you've got all these sorority girls on the phone with their boyfriends, you know, putting them to the test. What would you choose? You know, but I remember, I remember having those conversations. I remember getting the phone calls in the middle of the night because we had a two hour time difference when Tony would come home from the bar. <laughs> drunk, drunk as a skunk calling the sorority house. Yeah. Not exactly endearing him to my sorority sisters, but I was excited to get that phone call because he wanted to talk to me. Yeah. You know, or if something was going on, I was the one getting the phone call, you know, and that was how we spent our first year. Right. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of just talking, a lot of talking. And, but again, it's, you know, again, it it goes back to where I was. You're new in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So now the years have gone by and you got to break it because if not, you're going to just continue on. And that's not where you want to be. That's not where any of us want to be. I mean, we, we went into this relationship with all these hopes and dreams and aspirations and, you know, things happen. We understand that. And if, if it's, if you're in a place, Beth, where, you know, you guys are just really struggling, you may need a third party in there Mm -hmm. to just help you guys break through. And I want to say this to a lot of you. It's ridiculous and it's sad that we wait on our marriages until it's crap that it's totally broken down to seek help. I, I, I think we're, we're ass backwards when it comes to this. And, and, it's, and it's sad that I hear this more and more because it's only when it's in the complete crapper do people seek help. Mm-hmm. Well, how about when it's just sort of getting there and you're, you're sort of like having some difficult times? Why not seek help then? Yeah. Why are you waiting until it's just completely just in the dumps? You know, it just, it amazes me that so many of you will do this, but you have your prized car that you will take into the shop every three to 5,000 miles and have that oil change and have it checked. Um, I'm sorry to say, that car of yours, and I don't care how much it's worth, isn't worth as much as your spouse. So, and I say this because we need to have a shift in our marriage and stop waiting and stop thinking that we can do it all on our own. Seek some help, seek some advice, somebody you trust. And if you don't know anybody, ask. Mm Mm-hmm. For a referral, for a reference, seek them out and go do it. And by golly, if it costs you a hundred bucks, don't go to dinner or go out on a date that month. You know, and I'm not just, and I'm not just pointing at you, Beth. I'm, I'm pointing to the whole community as a whole, because this is one of those areas that it, it, I hear it more and more and it, it's, it's just it's saddening to, to know that this is happening. Well, cause we've heard it from so many people, you know, people that uh, you guys know we get emails um, and we love getting the emails, but we hear from so many people that are in desperate straits because things have progressed beyond the, eh, you know, the conversation's not going so well. Now it's like, there is no conversation. Right. And you know, Tony and I've ha- had many conversations over the fact that, you know, people will go seek coaches for their physical fitness. I mean, the start of every year, how many of you have set a fitness goal, mm-hmm. fitness resolution, fitness? I'm going to get in shape this year. I'm going to run a 5k. I'm going to, you know, hike the John Muir, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. You're I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to do this. Um, you know, what if at the beginning of every year we said, 
I'm going to take stock of my marriage. Right. And we're going to, you know, take it up a notch in this category or that category or whatever. Or, you know, you have many of you have financial advisors, someone to guide you on your finances. Once again, who are you looking at to guide you in your marriage? Right. You know, we have all of these other trusted resources in our lives. And part of it is because I think there aren't, um, because your marriage is so intimate and on some level so private and it is hard to put it out there. But if, like Tony said, if you're willing to trust somebody with all of your other things in your life that will come and go, why not work on your marriage in the same way? Something that's supposed to be much more long lasting. You know, your marriage is supposed to last you a lifetime. Our vow said, as long as life shall last. Right. That's, you know, pretty much the rest of the years I've got. So if we're having a problem, we're going and getting help. If we have a weekend like we did this weekend, we're talking through it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want the rest of my years to be spent in a miserable marriage. And like Lisa was saying that if you do have that trusted mechanic or technician who works on your car, you have that trusted financial planner. You and I both know it takes some time to build that up. You get the referral, you meet with them, you, you discuss with them. If you like them, you bring your car back or you invest Mm -hmm. your money with them. It's the same thing with your marriage and finding somebody who can be there for you when things are needed. If you, even if you do a quarterly thing with them and set it up, I mean, for Elise and I, we're fortunate. We have two great pastors at our church, um, Ken and Pam Ingold. I mean, love them to death. And you know what? We do things with them. We talk to them. We discuss stuff with them that allows us to just open up. Hey, this is what's happening. We've gone to them numerous times to discuss things that are happening in our marriage with our kids. And and that's it. You know what I mean? So if, if we're going, so say this weekend, if, if this weekend, what happened Friday night didn't pass over by right now while we're on the mics and it lasted another day or two or three where we are not seeing eye to eye, I would be the first one. I would call up Ken and I'd say, Hey Ken, Elise and I are are having some issues right now. We need to come in and see you and Pam. The the great thing is they, they do a tag team um, at times, you know, if it's a couple that wants to come in, they either one of them can talk to you, but they'll even do a tag team or both of them. So, um, I would just say, Hey, Ken, we need to come in because Elisa and I are at an impasse right now and we need some insight from somebody other than us. We have built up that foundation with them and that trust with them mm-hmm. that we would take their advice and use it on our marriage. And that's, and part of that is, you know, just like those of you that do take your car to the mechanic every three to 5,000 miles when things are going well, you build up this relationship with a mentor couple when things are going well. You build up those relationships with those trusted advisors when you don't necessarily need them right. so that you've got them when you've got trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, right. if, if you can relate it to cars, it carries over so well into marriage. <laughs> Just because we do maintenance on our cars. We do. We know that if we didn't do anything with our cars, they would stop working. Yep. If you don't do anything to maintain and improve your marriage, it will stop working. Right. You know, so it's. I I don't know if we answered your question there, Beth. Uh, I just. I want to thank you for putting it out there because this is something that I've been meaning to talk about for some time. And I just want to, I want to thank you for, for sharing honestly to come out and do that takes a lot of cojones and guts. And 
we appreciate it and and know that we are praying for you and if you have any more questions you can you can hit up elisa or i at ask tony at one extraordinary marriage dot at com. one yeah dot com <laughs> ask tony at one extraordinary marriage dot com or ask elisa at one extraordinary marriage dot com and, and it is one of those things where initiating initiating intimacy i think the number one thing is to have the courage to do so right you know, if it's been a while and things have just been allowed to fade mm-hmm. or drift apart, then being the one that steps up to say, can we talk? You know, um, I'd like to go on a date with you. I'd like to spend some time with you with the TV off or the computer off. Right. Those are all things that will make your heart race and your palms get sweaty if you're Tony. Um, yes. But having that courage is the first step. Yeah. Having the courage to seek out help. These are all first steps. And if it's been a while, it's going to be slow going. There is no magic potion. There is nothing that we can tell you that is going to flip a switch that all of a sudden one day you're not going to have any emotional intimacy and the next day you're going to be like, whoa, where did that come from? You're going to have to rebuild that foundation. Right. And it's a process, but it can be done. It has been done. There have been numerous people that have been listening to us for the last year who who have built that emotional intimacy from nothing. Right. So, um, keep in touch with us. Yeah. Let us know if there's, anything let us know else. what's going on. Shanna, I, your whole baby topic. I, that's actually one that I want to dig into. I think, I think it's, I think it's a big topic and it's, it's a one, big topic. We, we didn't, we, we didn't do. do it justice. Well, I, I'm going to give you a couple points here and this is just from a guy standpoint. One, it, it sucks because we can't have sex for like six weeks. So physical intimacy, sexual intimacy, sort of a no go. For us guys, that's hard because our minds go to that. Um, hand jobs work if you agree upon that. Elisa and I talked about that after our second one. It, it satis- I, I, I was just looking back at her at her statement. To, to keep going. Keep we're going to dig into this more. Yes, in another I know, episode, but, but I'm, I'm just saying that okay. is something you can. It, it, mm-hmm. It's something you need to discuss, though. Right. Um, what works for both parties. What works for both parties. Exactly. Uh, I'm just telling you what we did. Um, the crying, the puking, the, all of that stuff. Man, it, it's a daze. It, it really is. First 30 is. days. It, it's, it's, a, it's a total daze. And I know with having the other kids, you guys are running around. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's just trying to carve out some time. Even if it's five, 10 minutes where you guys can really just get some time for each other and really making that happen. And I know that is hard because your sleep schedule is probably all screwed up and with the babies and he's probably dealing with the baby and the kids and working. So man, pray, know that it, know that it's going to get better you know, send little notes to each other, you know, some of the little things that just sort of keep you going, but just know that it, it gets better. You know, it's going to get better. And, um, I think for the guy, I, and I could be wrong, but we're sexual beings and we're just in here going, no, not six weeks again. <laughs> and then even then after that, we know it's not going to be that great because you're tired still. So I think for for uh, for guys, I think it's just talking through that a little bit. Okay, Elisa's laughing at me. I'm laughing. It's Tony, you guys. It's yeah. <laughs> can I just share before we wrap yes. up here, just what some folks are doing for Valentine's Day ideas that people yes. can take with them beyond Valentine's Day? Yes. Kind of as a wrap up here, just you know, fun things to think about and to incorporate into your date nights, which we know more and more of you are doing. And if you're not, you'll make it a priority this year. Everybody's mm-hmm. nodding their head. Yes. With Elisa. Okay, good. Um, so Catherine wrote, they actually did their date night this past week and she said they had dinner at a game lodge. We were the only customers. 
We were made to feel like VIP. So Valentine's Day, we will be with our kids. Our daughter and her friend are hosting a three-course Valentine's dinner for our families. How fun to have the kids cook. That's a great idea. I know. That's a great idea. Make them Uh, cook. Yeah, make them cook. John Michael, hopefully they were able to make this happen. He said they were going to be going to a dance on Saturday night, provided they could uh, find a babysitter. So I'm hoping that they were able to do that. But what a great idea. If you like to dance or if you're not sure if you're good at it, go dancing, go to take dance lessons. Um, yeah, those are I think those things. are awesome. Want to um, put a big congratulations out there to Ron and his wife, Barb. It will be 13 years ago to the day that they met That's cool. on Valentine's Day. And um, apparently she's got something special planned for him. So it'll be exciting to find out if he can share with us what that is after Valentine's Day. Um, Deanna wrote that she has to work the night shift, but she's going to be doing a little something for her hubby before she goes. And that's something that can be done anytime, you guys. If your schedules are opposite, you know, somebody's working day shift, somebody's working, do those little things. Whatever it is, whether it's a note on the bathroom mirror or a note in the lunchbox, a note on the car, a text message during the day, that will go so far to keeping up that emotional intimacy, to building that emotional intimacy, you're reaching out and making a connection. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you do it every day, but once in a while, that is going to put a smile on your spouse's face like you would not believe. Yeah. Um, Carolyn wrote, she's baking a lemon cake and we're going to have a lost marathon and order pizza for dinner. She said, I avoid restaurants at all costs on Valentine's Day because they are way too busy to be enjoyable. We agree with you there. Um, Tamara wrote, we're doing a romantic breakfast. Breakfast. I like that idea. That is cool. Yeah. She said, he's working the graveyard that day, so it'll make it tough. We'll probably do like we do every, we will probably do like every other year and make the best of it. With his schedule, we have adapted to doing things when we can. That's cool. That's very cool. And I love the idea of a romantic breakfast because I bet even if you wanted to go out for breakfast, it's not going to be nearly as busy as if you tried to go out for dinner. Also, you can do a romantic breakfast at home. And how nice is that to actually mm-hmm. just start off your day remembering your love? That's a great thing. And uh, Justin wrote, we're having a special meal on the weekend. Salmon, shrimp, and fries with some awesome cranberry dessert. Makes me hungry. Mm-hmm. Makes me hungry. But these are great ideas. And you, these are all posted. I pulled these all off of the Facebook, um, the One Extraordinary Marriage page on Facebook. And again, you guys build this community you it's you sharing your ideas yeah not just with us but with everybody else that pops onto the page um and that that makes a difference because there are things here where i'm like ooh, that would be kind of fun like you know a nice breakfast um you know dancing fun we stuff. should do that like a, get rid of the kids one morning just do like a nice little breakfast in bed for us I mean, once they go to school. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it'd be very easy to come and do that right after they go to school, but trying to do it in the morning when they're here is not so easy. No, no. But there are a lot of ideas, guys, and it doesn't have to just be dinner and flowers. And in fact, you know, points to those of you that come up with something creative, thinking outside the box. Um, You know, as Samantha said, it, it is a day, like every day, and we should be showing our love to our spouses every day yep so don't focus you know it's kind of like we talked about weddings a few episodes ago don't focus so much on the one day that you forget the big picture Mm -hmm. you know there are 365 days a year to love and show love to your spouse don't cram it all in to february 14th Mm -hmm. you know don't make those other days have broken hearts because you've spent so much energy on one day because if it's like our day, that one ends up in a broken heart. And so you just have to go with the other 364. <laughs> yep. This is true. It is true. Well, you guys, thank you much for joining us. And um, we love you. Thanks for listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 858-876-5663 or send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And while you're there, 
You can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter, and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio, and ebook formats. Also, the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com.